Practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record album have their own hidden symbols and messages as well as all the lyrics of all the top rock songs. And they all sing the same refrain. It's fun to take a trip. Put acid in your veins. Gethin, you are the gift that keeps giving. Honest to God. From our studio located somewhere in the depths of the 614, here's your host, Rick Gethin. Back for the attack and another episode of the Cat Club Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Gethin. A great show on tap today, kids. But first, we must thank our sponsor, Bossy Girls Pinup Joint. Located 2598 North High Street, right here in Columbus. They're a trashy yet classy hangout for local musicians, burlesque dancers, comedians, and entertainers from all walks of life. They have a great beer selection, whiskey, tasty sandwiches, locally roasted coffee, and of course, free Wi-Fi. You can't beat the free Wi-Fi here in Columbus. They're open seven days a week. Give them a call, 614-725-5402. If you run into Mike Folker, the owner, tell him Rick sent you. Bossy Girls Pinup Joint. This is for your benefit, but you kindly wake up. Yeah, I probably should wake up here as uh, you know we get into the meat of the show. But today's guest, I'm, it was a last-minute booking, um, and we're so thankful that she was able to join us in the studio. But uh, I feel outclassed today with today's show, kids, because I have a doctor in the house. Joining us in the studio is Dr. Nicole Richter, professor at Wright State University, founder, lead singer, and muse of Curse of Cassandra. Fantastic band. And we have all kinds of fun stuff we're gonna be doing today. So Nicole, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, first thing I have to ask you is, is, what brought on your love of cats? Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> this is a this is a it goes way back. I would say through past lives, I've always loved cats, um, all the way back to Egyptian times. Okay. Um, but um, my love of cats, I mean, they're amazing. I love animals um, in general, but. Cats have always held this like mythical and mystical place in cultures and societies throughout the ages. So I'm just fascinated um, by uh, the way in which cats seem to have access to this otherworldly knowledge of some sort. Cats can go through different dimensions. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you look at a cat and you're like, that cat knows something. So I feel like cats are guides in a way, and uh, I feel like I can learn a lot from from being a cat. So they're wonderful to cuddle with, but um, I'm just also drawn to kind of what they signify um, in cultures. Well, a lot of a lot of the cats, especially throughout history, the ones that, that are used as an example from mm-hmm. ancient times, you know, they were regal animals. They weren't pets. Absolutely. And they like, were revered. Yeah. And so I have sphinx cats specifically, so they're hairless cats. And so if you look at... Egyptian iconography, we see all these hairless cats mm. as gods. Um, and so, like, a lot of the band art and songs are inspired by that idea of the cat as a godlike deity. Which is a great thing. Yeah. Um, speaking of your music, uh, Curse of Cassandra, um, three full-length albums, an EP, and you're getting ready to release a new EP that we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show. Play a track from that new EP or not EP is an EP or full length it's you know seven songs so I think you can argue it's an album okay I'll go with that (laughs) works for me Um, so we'll be playing a track from that one and that'll be released in the fall but like I said we'll talk about that one later in the show I want to get a little history on Curse of Cassandra our associate editor Music in Motion Columbus uh, the jester loves you I mean just loves Curse of Cassandra I remember a year ago when he first pitched me on covering you guys. I'd never heard of you. 
Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean anything. It means yeah. I'm just dumb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because I, you know, don't know everything, and I don't know all the bands and everything else. I, I'm doing everything I can to learn quickly. Yeah, uh, we haven't been around that many years, so that makes sense too. Right. You you formed the band uh, in 2014. 14. Mm-hmm. And you were playing at the time. It was a four piece band at that time. Mm-hmm. And you were playing bass guitar and backup vocals. Yes. So mm-hmm. what brought on the switch to stepping out from behind the bass guitar and now you're the face of Curse of Cassandra. You are Cassandra. I am Cassandra. Well, essentially what happened is the lead singer quit the day before a show and I don't cancel shows. So the show must go on. So that's how I became the lead singer. <laughs> wow. Talk about jumping in with both feet. Yeah. I mean, I cared a lot about the project and I wanted it to move forward and... Uh, then I was like, I'll learn to sing while I'm doing it. Uh, and then my husband at the time, he was a vocal uh, coach and um, amazing musician. And so he trained me how to sing. And I love it. I've always loved performing. And I was a dancer. So I love that aspect of it. Um, and so it kind of played into mm-hmm. what I enjoy doing anyway. Dancer, ballet or? Yeah, I did ballet, ballet. tap, jazz, modern, a bunch of different styles. My youngest daughter has been doing that stuff for years. I think it's really good training. Um, she can even yeah. do that river dance. Oh, nice. Yeah, the that's hard because you have to yeah. keep your like shoulders it's tight insane. and you can't move around. Yeah, Totally insane. Um, but I digress as I usually do. Um, so you became a duo in 2016, mm-hmm. two years ago. And then as of March of this year, just a few months ago, it is now a solo project. Curse of Cassandra, the name lives on. Yep. The concept lives on. But it's just you. Yeah. With I, guests, musicians, artists. Yeah, I have two main um, synth players that play with me. Um, Jordan Davis, he's in an industrial band from mm-hmm. Cincinnati called Relic. They're really good. So he plays synth with me. And then um, Andrew um, is a synth player that plays a lot with me also. He's in a band called Dirty Socialites out of Dayton. Um, so depending on who's available, they play with me. But I feel like it's in a way always been a solo project because... I came up with the name and the vision of the band, and okay. I've kind of always been shaping that. Um, so I think it makes sense why I'm the last one standing. <laughs> you had the fortitude and the wherewithal to outlast all of the others. There can right. be only one. Or I drove everyone away. I mean, there's two ways. Both are probably true halfway. <laughs> Let's just say uh, you're the last one standing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and we'll leave it at that. I'm, I'm a hard worker. <laughs> But we have to play some music. Yeah, that'd be Because, great. you know, this is kind of a music podcast yeah. type of thing. Um, I thought we would start in this first segment, go back to your full-length album from May of 2016, mm-hmm. Cult of Cats. Yes. The song is Carpe Noctum by Curse of Cassandra, and you're listening to it right here on the Cat Club Podcast.
edge of the cliff. Noctum by Curse of Cassandra from their album Cult of Cats. Nicole, tell us about that song. What? It has such a tribal feeling, mm-hmm. tribal vibe coming through mm-hmm. that that works in both a an ancient Egyptian setting, but also in the jungle mm-hmm. with the cats. Yeah. Um, so it's an electronic song, but I wanted to make music that doesn't necessarily sound electronic in the classic like EDM sense of right. like a house beat and stuff like that. And so on Cult of Cats, we experimented with different rhythms on every single song so that every song is kind of a different genre. And so for this one, I really wanted it to feel like, you know, you're outdoors, more of that primal pagan sense, okay. um, because a lot of the music is inspired by uh, pagan spirituality and things like that. So that drum beat kind of gave it you know, it feel it doesn't feel or sound necessarily like an electronic song, right? Um, and that's what really what I wanted to do with it. Um, it's called Carpe Noctum, means like seize the night, and so the idea is it's kind of like a witch revolution song, like witches rising up and uh, burning it all down and seizing the night. Um, so it's kind of Which an really anthem probably song. should happen. It should happen. It should Agreed. Happen. Yeah. <laughs> And like going back, also of course, cats are important because if you're a witch, you need your familiar, and your familiar is always a cat. So oh, of course, yeah. So they go hand in hand. Um, and then cult of cats is the idea that <laughs> if there was a cult of cats, uh, cats would never like follow a cult leader. So it's kind of this paradox of a cult well, of cats would never work well, because cats do their own thing. It's a cult of cats, but it's the cult members are the humans. Well, there you go, too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, basically, I've realized looking back, my cats convinced me to build a band and an entire religion to them. So I'm definitely in Bow down all for Curse of Cassandra and the Cult of Cats. Definitely, yeah. No, it's it's a fantastic song. Thank you. It just has... It's weird because trying to describe it, I I just had all these different emotions going through me. One, it's... it's a warm, familiar blanket, if that makes yeah. any sense. But it also has an ominous feel to it, mm-hmm. to where, oh shit, don't turn that way because something's you know, gonna happen. Something's <laughs> gonna happen, and it's not gonna be good, <laughs> right? Um, you know, so it's, it just runs the gamut. It, it's a great song. That's why I wanted to play that one in the first first segment. But we have to take our first break. We're gonna come back on the other side. Hear more about Chris and Cassandra talk to Nicole, get some more backstories on some songs, play some new music. She's Nicole. I'm Rick. This is the Cat Club Podcast. This is the music show your mother warned you about. World of Beer. Proudly serving every beer a gas station doesn't. 500 of the world's finest beers, great live music, and no wrong choices. World of Beer. Beer as you have never experienced it before. Hi, Tom Bodette using this streaming music format to fulfill my lifelong dream of being a 50s radio DJ. Here goes. Hey, guys and gals, this is Tombo spinning the platters that matter at number six on your motel dial. Get a clean, comfy pad for the best deal you ever had. Just say, we'll leave the light on for you, the phrase that pays less. Man, that was fun. 
Book now at motel6.com or on your smartphone. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. 500 bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> at least world of beer. Serving up 500 of the world's most legendary beers. Why 500, you ask? Because 400 beers just wouldn't cut it. World of beer. This summer is blazing. blazing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's hot to the mug outside. On the station with the hottest hits. We're back. The Cat Club Podcast. For segment number two, round two, if you're keeping score at home. I'm your host, Rick Gethin. With me in the studio, we are honored to have Dr. Nicole Richter. Yes. Professor at Wright State University, and you're at the, it's the Tom Hanks School of Film? Yeah, it's the Tom Hanks Center for Motion Pictures. Center for Motion Pictures. Yes. See, I screwed that up. Um, <laughs> Tom Hanks, I mean. Tom Hanks. Who doesn't love Tom Hanks? Right. I mean, everyone loves Tom Hanks. And, I love uh, my Denday. Yes. I mean, one of the cool things about working at Wright State is that it's it's a school for um, a lot of working class students from the Midwest that want to make films and most film schools you have to be super wealthy and it's on the East Coast or the West Coast so I feel like Tom Hanks is actually a really good you know like middle America type representation of what we're doing he's really he's done a lot to bring I don't want to say notoriety but open people's eyes to a lot of things that normally wouldn't happen mm-hmm. absolutely you know. Yeah, um, there was a documentary called The Last Truck that um, Julia Reichert and Steve Bognar made about the closing of the GM plant mm-hmm. in uh, in Moraine, Ohio. And, you know, that was a documentary that he, like, promoted and talked about. So he definitely calls attention to a lot of, like, Midwest concerns and issues. And I really appreciate that. And his that. son, Colin, is a great documentary filmmaker as well. Yeah, absolutely. He, he did one of my favorite, I guess, modern era in the last 10 years documentaries on Tower Records. Oh, cool. I actually haven't seen it. You haven't seen that's that a great one recommendation. Oh. I know. A film professor that hasn't seen yeah. <laughs> Say now it I'm isn't going so, to. Nicole. Now I'm going to. You have to go see it. It's, I get, and I, off the top of my head, I can't remember the name of it. But, I mean, No Music, No Life. That was... Oh, cool. That was Tower Records' be-all, end-all. That was their brand. I mean, it had the iconic Tower Records and yeah. logo and everything, but it was their, their shopping bags. I mean, I used to walk out of their stores... With you know three or four vinyl albums that you know, I spent maybe fifteen bucks at the time. It was thirty five some odd years ago. Brand new, still in the cellophane. <laughs> Can't wait to get home and listen to them. Yeah, you know, and right on the outside of the bag, no music, no life. And to me, that I mean that spoke volumes because that that's me. Yeah, yeah, that's been me my whole life. That is the motto, right? <laughs> well, there's a, there's a lyric or a music lyric, a lyric in a song, or a vibe or a style there's some form of music for every facet of our lives absolutely and music communicates things we can't communicate through words so sure. i feel like it's a really important part that's why i play music on the show because who wants to listen to me talk for an hour <laughs> um just wouldn't be all that good we were talking during the break um you were telling me about uh, the song we heard in the first segment carpe noctum mm-hmm hard song to, to nail down huh yeah so like we do a lot of revisions when we're writing songs but like Carpe Noctum we could not figure it out we did like 50 60 different rewrites and it just seemed like the one that was going to be cut and then in the final moment we found that drum beat and it just all pieced together so it was an interesting part of the process where you're like absolutely sure that this is not going to be the song and then it ended up being our biggest single were those electronic drums or were they like real like tribal yep they're they're tribal. electronic drums okay mm-hmm. but oh, we were like serious. we were like playing out patterns and stuff okay um to figure out that and then yeah then we engineered it electronically very nice i mean going back to when i was in third grade i played drums so okay. I, I tend to think in that zone thing. in on on drums and, and tribal beats and whatnot mm-hmm. and yes i had a hippie phase where i was seeing the grateful dead it's okay. Fish in the early years. Yeah, it must um, have been rough. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Bill Kreutzmann and, and uh, Mickey Hart of the Grateful Dead, the two drummers. I mean, those guys. I, I lived for a live show. I loved the Grateful Dead songs, but I lived for the second set halfway through when they did the drums. Yeah, yeah. And it's just the two of them on stage, and I was just like, I was in heaven. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. The back and forth between that. I mean, the LSD probably made it 
really vibrant. Well, you know, <laughs> it allowed you to tap in and probably hear some rhythms, you know, on a deeper level. <laughs> oh, I was I was many times looking down from a couple thousand feet above the stage at that point. Yeah. Um, way off base, I've never done it. that. <laughs> as as her devil horns hold up the, or I should say the cat ears hold up the halo, right? Yes, exactly. Um, so... A little bit about what you do at Wright State University, mm-hmm. um, at, at, at the Film Center. I mean, you've been published um, in, in numerous publications. Looking mm-hmm. at, at, at your uh, your biography, your bio on on the uh, the Wright State University website, uh, published in the Journal of Bisexuality, Short Film Studies, Feminism at the Movies, Queer Love and Film and Television, the films of Wes Anderson. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. And then I just published a textbook. So, like, I went on tour last year, packed up in the RV, and had a year off to do a sabbatical. So I toured as a band, and then I wrote an introduction to film textbook as well that just came out. Um, so I love writing about mostly, like, sexuality and the intersection with media studies. And then the Wes Anderson piece was, uh, Wes Anderson's done a bunch of, like, short films, but no one's written about them. And um, a lot of people don't write about short films because they think they're not as significant as feature films. So I publish a lot about short film as being valid in its own right as a as a genre. That's form. like that's saying important. That's like saying a song that is a minute and thirty seconds long doesn't hold as much value as a song that is three and a half minutes. Long. Yeah, exactly. That makes no sense. That makes no sense at all. I mean, yeah. the Ramones disproved that. Yeah. Um, and the Smug Brothers here locally, Absolutely. band out of Dayton. Yeah. Um, guided by voices, obviously mm-hmm. playing you know, fifty nine second long songs. Yep. Um, so it, I just don't buy into that. Right, yeah, for you sure. Know, whether it's short film, short music, doesn't matter. Right. Can you convey the message you're trying to convey? Mm-hmm. And, you know. Take- it's harder, honestly, in the short format because oh, you sure. have to, like, do it much more quickly, so. You have to hit them across the, you know, the yep. nose with it. Yep. Um, right away, mm-hmm. which is kind of a neat thing to do at times, I guess. Yeah. If you think about it. Um, but the last thing I want to uh, touch on before we uh, play our next song was that you just became fully tenured. Yeah, so well, at, so I became tenured um, maybe, so I got tenure maybe six, five years ago possibly. I got tenure, so you move from assistant professor to associate professor uh-huh. with tenure. And that's when I started the band because I was very focused on getting tenure and well, now I can be in a band and it's okay. <laughs> and then I just got promoted to full professors uh, just like a month ago, so yeah. We need, we need to see the... the Curse of Cassandra short film. Well, yes. So I do have one music video online, but I do need to do the short film. That's true. Um, and the last thing before we play this this next song, kid, she wasn't kidding about the RV. It is parked outside the studio, <laughs> and I'll, I'll I'll take a picture of it, put it on our Instagram, uh, so that you know you can tell it that I wasn't lying about that. But more music. This time we're gonna go to your album. Necronomicon. Yes. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yep. Thank God. <laughs> um, sometimes I, I just really screw the pooch when it comes to pronouncing words. I Well, I made up that word, okay. so that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, okay, then. It makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Uh, November 2017 was when the album was released. Mm-hmm. The song is called Bellatrix, right here on the Cat Club Podcast. Just 
Bellatrix by Curse of Cassandra. That was an upbeat club banger right there. I mean, that was that right there totally reminded me of, of the, the clubs that I would go to when I had time off in the 90s. Well, that was the thing to do. You go to the clubs. Um, and I was never one that could dance. And when I did attempt it, it was very bad. <laughs> but that, that has such an upbeat style. That actually reminds me a lot of the stuff that I've, that I've heard over the years from Lords of Acid. Yeah, oh, cool. Like, huge influence yeah. also. Um, yeah, and a lot of, like, 90s music, um, like My Life with a Thrill Kill Cult, electronic music that was also rock. So that's kind of, like, what we were doing with that song. And then it has um, a bunch of, like, saxophone, like, distorted saxophone and stuff on the breakdown. So you get that uh, live instrumental feel within the context of an electronic song. Nice. Um, and so it's called Bellatrix, named after, you know, the famous witch from um, Harry Potter. But um, I Actually, whole, yeah. I don't because I have, oh, okay. I have never you read know. any of the books. Well, I, and you just I have admitted never seen something. Any, <laughs> I have never seen any of the movies. Well, does so that make me a bad person? It doesn't, but um, see, was, you know, was, you can at some point. I didn't even go see the Lord of the Rings movies. Okay, well, maybe it's I not read in the, the fantasy. books when I was a kid. Right. Well, and I get that. I get the book versus yeah, but um, on Necronomicon, so it's it's playing into Lovecraft's Necronomicon, like the Book of the Dead, and then Neko is the Japanese word for cat. So it's Lovecraft like a was a strange person. Yes. So it's a strange album, but every song is named after a famous witch from history. So Bellatrix Ooh. being a witch, there's Morticia, there's Circe. So every song is kind of about a witch and then tells like their story from a certain perspective. Don't let our president get his hands on this album. Well, yeah, exactly. It's a witch hunt. No, it's a real witch hunt. <laughs> Wrongly persecuted they were. Yes, exactly. Because there's nothing wrong with witches. No, absolutely. You know, just don't piss them off. Right, exactly. Just I mean, be how nice hard to is a that? witch, you how know, treat that, a witch know? nice. Exactly. Yeah. It's the way it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, music's telling us we have to take another break. And I just want to keep going. I'm going to keep talking. But we must pay some bells. We'll come back on the other side with more music, more stories. She's Nicole. I'm Rick. This is the Cat Club Podcast. I had a couple Red Bulls. Have you ever had a Red Bull? I never had a Red Bull before, but I had a Red Bull last night. I really like Red Bull. The Miller Lite Home Draft gives you the great Pilsner taste of Miller Lite on draft in your fridge. And it stays fresh for up to 30 days. And fresh is a lot better than stale. You don't go outside for a breath of stale air. Catching a stale water fish? Bet it has three eyes and a hoof. Brewing a stale pot of coffee? That's one grande stinks a latte. Ah, the smell of stale cut grass. FYI, I'm knee high in manure. Serving snacks and restalements at your party? That's a real party pooper, Padre. A stale baked cookie? Goes great with a warm glass of shut your trap, chap. Stale squeezed OJ? Exqueeze me, but no J. If your buddy tells you he's keeping things stale, he needs to change his underpants. Need to restale your web browser? Try www.getaclue.nerd. Don't get stale with me. That's just gross. So why drink stale beer when you can have up to 30 days of fresh draft beer in your fridge? The Home Draft from Triple Hops Brewed Miller Lite. Taste greatness. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Great beer, great responsibility. This is for your benefit. Would you kindly wake up? John Cleese needed to remind us again to wake up. For those of you that might have fallen asleep, if you have shame on you, you shouldn't have. Because this is the Cat Club Podcast. The sweetest smelling podcast in the world. As Nicole's over here purring and meowing. Uh, It's all about the cats. With you, the band. I mean, it's it's that central vibe. Mm Mm-hmm. That, that, that string that holds everything together mm-hmm. is, is the feline. Um, you have new music coming out. And I'm just kind of teasing that right now. Because I wanted to talk about a song that you remixed for Angel Spit. Yeah. This past spring, just a few months ago. Yeah. Tell us, tell us about that. So, I mean, Angel Spit was a huge influence on me and one of my favorite bands. And uh, we were lucky enough to open for them a few times. And through that... Um, got to know Carl or Zug from Angel Spit and uh, he just did a new remix album from his album Black Dog Bite and he asked us to do a remix of Scorpio Machine Um, and so we just put that out that was the first remix that we've ever done for anyone else and uh, it's just kind of like a a witch trap version 
of, uh, of his music. Yeah. Like yeah. It's something new. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, uh, so it was really cool just to take someone else's vocal and kind of reimagine it. Um, and then he's doing a remix of uh, one of my songs for an upcoming album as well. So I look forward to future collaborations between me and uh, Zook from Angel's Fit. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, we teased it enough. I think we could talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, you released Necronomicon last November, in November of 2017. In you know, less than a year from that release, you're going to be releasing... It's not necessarily a new album. It's a new album, but it's not new songs, just reinterpretations. Right. It's a remix album. Yep, it's a remix album. Um, all these other artists have remixed you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool to hear other people's interpretations of it. So, I mean, they're similar songs, but they sound nothing like the, the original. Um, I really like remixes that someone takes total creative license and makes it a completely different genre. So um, there's one coming out from... Angel Spit, and it's a completely different take on Circe, which is the first song off of Necronomicon. Um, it's just a really dark, cool club dance song that nice. I hope I get to see people dancing to at a goth club at some point. At a goth club. Yes. That's Very what that nice. one's for. Um, yeah, and then just hearing what people do. So one of the tracks is uh, produced by Child of Night, which is a local like dark wave band, and did this super... Super 80s, new wave, dark wave, fast, dancey version. Like something you'd imagine um, at a goth prom in the 80s in a film. Um, so it's super fun. And uh, and then also producer, um, the sound engineer from Crystal Castles, Alex Zelenka. Oops, what was that? Remix. Yes, we're drinking yes. on the show. <laughs> PBR, of course. <laughs> hey, it's the Breakfast of Champions. Yes. Um, he also did a track too, and it's like, it's a, it's a more witch house version like a slower down tempo version witch so yeah trap, a bunch of witch yeah which trap which house yeah i feel like i'm going to school here yeah so i call wow. it we do witch dance which is just broadly conceived of that and then uh there's different styles within it so how would you describe the music of curse of cassandra to somebody who has no idea who you are mm -hmm. um isn't necessarily into a goth scene or, mm -hmm. or that that kind of a thing how would how would you describe what you do in your sound i would say it's dark electronic music that's danceable with a uh happy melodic vocal unlike ian kerr's from joy division right so it's like it's, it's, it's more of an optimistic yeah. it's like it's more of like a poppy vocal i would say very nice very nice and I get that feeling. I mean, because you 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 have a a it's not it's not a higher pitch, but it's 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 a it's a more dare I say ethereal. Yeah, like ethereal, vocal. softer. Yeah, yeah it's it's it, and for almost, me, almost like fairy like. Yeah, you know, yeah. Kind of floating around. Like that's, mystical, that's ethereal. Yeah. I think ethereal is the best word. Actually, okay. I, I think that's. Like, I had it right the first that's time. That's great. Yeah, I think that's really good. <laughs> Um, yeah, and I mean, just as a vocalist, since I'm a professor, it's like I'm exploring a different side of myself through music, where it's that more softer, vulnerable side. Very cool. Yeah. It's going to make you a more well-rounded person. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. And that's, a lot of people should do that. Yeah, I mean, I mean you don't have to go full bore, you know, everybody in the world do it on yourself, but you know, explore. Yeah, I mean, everyone has different sides to themselves, and uh, art is a way to, like, explore the sides of myself that I can't explore in my day job. I can paint a real mean version of Jackson Pollock painting, so, he yeah. was like my idol girl. Oh, cool, yeah. As far as painting. Well, and the kinetic energy of, like, how he painted. The frenetic yeah. energy of, of him painting. Uh, you know, I, I did some large canvases when oh, I was cool. in high school, way back in high school. Um, you know, 10 foot long by 6 foot wide, and, you know, building the frame and stretching the canvas. Yeah, I love Pollock. All of, all of my classmates were sitting there going, Jesus, Rick's on drugs. <laughs> um, no. It's just, that's... That was my influence. Yeah. You know, the photography side, it was Ansel Adams. Oh, yeah. I mean, did, brilliant. Oh, the landscapes, God, landscapes. The most beautiful landscapes of all time. And he didn't have a digital camera to take with him in his pocket either. I mean, right. It was, it was you had to control lighting. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had to know Working how to on shoot. film, yeah, exactly. You had to know how to shoot. And do it right the first time. Yep. Because um, you don't find out until afterwards. Exactly. When it gets processed. Yeah. So, let's play one more song. We're not going to play that new song from the remix album yet. We're going to save that for the last segment. 
But here's one I I really dug the vibe I was getting off this, especially from the very first listen. So this is a song from Necronomicon, released in 2017. The song is Rebind by Curse of Cassandra, right here on the Cat Club Podcast. Curse of Cassandra from their Necronomicon album released last year. Tell us about Rebind. That that had a, a, a we were talking during the song and I was telling you what it reminded me of. It had a, a, a very much a, that that Chicago house mm-hmm. vibe. Um, and and you 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 kind of were taken aback when I when I made this next statement that I'm going to make um, during during the song. But I'll, I'll I'll tell all of our our listeners right now. It reminded me so much of mid-80s ministry when they did Every Day is Halloween. If ministry had had a female lead vocalist. I mean, yeah, that that would be... That's amazing. That's super flattering. I mean, ministry has been a huge influence for me my whole life. So oh, Al Jordan's and how can Oh, my you God. I mean, him? how can you not... Paul yeah, Parker, I mean, the I mean, whole thing. It's just giving me... Yeah. Rifkin. Yeah, I could just I'm, like, fainting over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, that song, I mean, it was the, the one, it's bottled off one of the first songs that we ever wrote, and we did like a retro mix interpretation of it mm-hmm. for this new album. Um, but like, it just, I uh, just wanted something that jammed like a good dance song that has, uh, you know, an energy in it and makes you want to dance. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was elements, if you listen closely, and I, I urge all of our listeners to, to go to the Crystal Cassandra website, you can Get the song off of her website. Cassandra.com. And we'll have links to that yeah. um, when we post the uh, the show. Um, but also on the Bandcamp page, mm-hmm. they, can, they can get the album. iTunes. Uh, is it Apple on all Music. platforms. Yeah. Uh, but it's just that song, there's there's all these different elements working their way through it. I mean, it, the Chicago house, the industrial, early industrial. Yeah, early industrial. Mm-hmm. Um, where it was, it was more synth and keyboards versus that hard charging guitar Mm -hmm. Um, and there's some techno elements in there as well for sure and then like synth pop in terms of like the vocal dare I say that that could almost be rebind the song could almost be perceived as an homage yeah oh absolutely it is like giving giving credit to like what I inherited growing up listening to that kind of music growing up in the 80s. See, kids, you learn something new every day. All you have to do is open your ears and listen. And that's what, you know, digging music's all about. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and you never know how music's going to hit you. So, like, I love how... Usually squarely between the eyes. Although every now and then it'll back up, back, you know... Sometimes back, squarely back between the, the legs, you know, if it's a good bass song. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes right in the solar plexus and I'm getting yep. a little queasy. Yeah, there you go. Um, that's usually because the sound engineer doesn't know what they're doing. Right, uh, right, right. Not because the band is bad, so don't think I'm picking on bands, kids. Uh, we have one more song that we're going to play, and we're just a few minutes away from that. And it's, of the four songs today, it's probably my favorite. Although, picking my favorite of these four is so hard. Oh, I can't do you. it. I can't do it. But we have to take our final break. We're going to come back on the other side, play a song from the new remix album by Curse of Cassandra. She's Nicole. I'm Rick. This is the Cat Club Podcast. If it's too loud, you're too old and probably need to be wearing adult diapers. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. ADSPF Sunblock Wearer. Mr. ADSPF Sunblock Wearer. There are 24 hours in a day. You're wearing 80-hour protection. If the sun fails to go down, you'll be ready. Don't forget the moonlight. Your coconut-scented force field blocks out all the sun's rays and any stray rays from another sun in another galaxy. Your star. 30 SPF. Please, you might as well be wearing cooking oil. Something smells delicious. So crack open an ice-cold Bud Light, Mr. ADSPF sunblock wearer. In fact, feel free to crack one open at high noon in the middle of the Sahara Desert. Mr. ADSPF sunblock wearer. Bud Light beer at Isa Bush, Cartersville, Georgia. The competition has taken notice. Oh, my God. Good luck keeping up with us, <laughs> amateurs. Cat Club Podcast, back for our final segment with our special and distinguished guest, Dr. Nicole Richter, professor at Wright State University, lead singer, founder, and the brains behind Curse of Cassandra. You are the engine that keeps the cat moving. Yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> for sure. The catnip. The cat. Oh, let's uh, keep the catnip on that side. Of the right, studio. I will. Yeah. If I get into that, this this show might right. not ever end. Go off the rails. Oh yeah, like we didn't already. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Um, so you have a show coming up this Wednesday mm-hmm. here in Columbus yep. at Bossy Girls Pinup Joint. Yeah, my favorite One venue my favorite to play. Places. Yeah, it's so great. I love such a it. tiny little hole in the wall, but Mike Folker has just he's made it. Home. It's just a super special place. And it's such a welcoming place. Yeah, it's like going home. It's like, it's family there. It's really cool. I love it. 
And Columbus Pride weekend? Yeah, so it was this whole weekend. Prize, this whole weekend, and uh, so uh, we just played a uh, show in Mansfield last night, and uh, like a lot of our music is queer-themed, like pansexual, bisexual. Um, Can know, we just say sexual? Yeah, sexual in general, of course, yeah. yeah. But it's just like actively, you know, sure. claiming that voice um, openly and directly, so, yeah. And there's, there's all these street fuckers that just don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. So it's like... I love Did going to, to like, floor? a random place in Indiana, playing a bar, and just singing that shit. Just be like, what do you think? And then making, we make, I make these handmade cat ears, and I pass them out to everyone at shows. So my favorite thing is, you know, when I'm playing, like, a bro bar, and I make these pink, sparkly cat ears, and these guys put them on, and they get into it, and they have a different experience. Sure. And it's super fun, so... See, I'm disappointed you didn't bring cat ears to the show. I was going to say, well, you know, they're actually in the RV. I'll grab you a pair. <laughs> okay, so we'll get a picture. Yeah. We'll get a picture of me yeah. wearing cat This should be <laughs> never seen by the light of day. Um, but it will because I'll I have no shame. I'll post it all over social media. I have no shame uh, whatsoever. Uh, I will make fun of myself every single day of the week if it helps to promote local music um, and support the local music scene. And you're a part of that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, when, when, when the gesture first... Pitched me on Curse of Cassandra. You were a Dayton band, but it's it's kind of just morphed, and now you're living in Cincinnati. But it's it's fluid. Mm-hmm. I lived in Columbus for like a year and a half. Yeah, also, so kind of like call all those. I mean, if North Carolina can have the research triangle, right? Yeah. Can we have the music triangle yeah, of music Cincinnati, triangle. Dayton, and Columbus? Absolutely. Yeah. And when bands tour through, that's why I always tell them because they either play one of those cities, and I'm like, you could hit every city, and they're all within an hour of each other. I'm working on getting one of a newer band that I'm friends with the tour manager, friends with the drummer. I really dig their sound. I'm working on the tour manager to get him to come, and now the lead singer is now getting into him on Facebook cool. to book a show in Columbus. Nice. Been on him for a while. Um, the band is called The Darts. They're out of Phoenix. Not that it makes any difference. It's an all-female band. Mm-hmm. They're a garage rock band. Cool. And they're Fucking awesome! That's awesome. When they come in, you're going to be at that show. Okay, that sounds you great. You have to experience. I, mean, I would love to. Yeah. Uh, cool. Amazing, amazing band. But I want to play this new song because it's like my favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like my favorite of of the four songs we played today, and it was so hard whittling everything down to to just four songs. I mean, I wish I could play like ten songs, but then the show would run way longer than an hour, and we didn't want to do that. But this is a remix of your song, Bastet, by Gasoline Invertebrates. Yeah. And it's the Ulthard remix, correct? Yeah, so it's uh, it's basically um, the Gossicles, Brian Grapner from the Gossicles. It's his new uh, dark electronic project called Gasoline Invertebrate. And uh, Bastet is the like Egyptian cat goddess, and he did a remix of it. Um, Meow. Yeah, and it samples H.P. Lovecraft's uh, short story, The Cat of author which is right there on the van camp page on the song on the single yep so I kids, the whole short out. story i read it yeah i read it this morning after i got up because you know i wanted to at least have some knowledge of what i was talking about today i'm not i love cats we have three rescue Beautiful cats, cats here, they're here gorgeous in the cats um matter of fact you, you took you took some pictures of them so they'll be posted <laughs> on on uh on your social media I'm sure but let's play the music yeah so this is Gasoline Vertebrates Ulthar remix of Curse of Cassandra's Bastet right here on the Cat Club Podcast
It's a club banger for sure. Gasoline Invertebrates, Ulthar Remix of Bastet by Curse of Cassandra. Fantastic track. Thank you. Um, I mean, I just, I love, I love the, the, uh, it's like an almost an old school feel with the, the audio in the center of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, the, the producer was like, you told me during the song that, he apologized for putting it in because he did it again. Well, yeah, like uh, he did a remix um, from the last album and he put HP Lovecraft in it on the Cult of Cats album. And then, of course, the new album is Neko Namakon, so it's referencing Lovecraft. And he's like, I'm sorry I put Lovecraft in it again. And I'm like, well, you better because that's what the album's about. But um, it was cool because I had been reading this short story, The Cats of Althar, while I was like writing the album, but I didn't communicate that to him necessarily, and so he got those samples. And when I got it back, I was just like, this is so fun. And the samples are, you know, super relevant, and just, you know, he's just super brilliant. The way his brain works, it's just like, he always thinks of these super insightful things. So, check out The Gossicles and Gasoline Invertebrate, his new project. Ooh. Yeah. You heard it here first, kids. Right from Cassandra herself. Uh, fantastic song. I cannot wait to hear every other single track on that remix album. And we were talking before the show. I really love remix albums anyway. Mm-hmm. Hearing other musicians, other producers reinterpret a, a particular artist's songs. And, and the example I used with you before the show was the band Gravity Kills mm-hmm. back in the 90s released uh, a remix album called Manipulated. Uh, I'm going to say it was 93, 94, mm-hmm. 95, maybe 96, I don't know. Mid-90s. It's hazy. I mean, 96 was the best year in music. A little hazy back then. <laughs> um, but Praga Khan from Lords of Acid was on there, and I forget some of the other ones that were on there. It was just, it's so invigorating to hear mm-hmm. these different interpretations of, okay, I've already heard the recorded song by the band. Yeah. And now it's like, oh my God, I'm, uh, it's a totally different feeling yeah absolutely and it's like a collaboration and it's just like someone else taking what you did and reinterpreting it from their worldview and I just feel like I learn a lot from that because I'm like I would have never made this and that's what I love about it very nice yeah. so, is it just through playing music playing out live that you've kind of just made these connections and with other musicians other producers over over the time or is it 
something you sought out and okay I need to research and find out who I need to talk to well so it was like the first remix album I kind of started with uh, the, the one remix um, and basically realized well not, why not do a whole album of remixes and so I did reach out to bands that I played with and uh, different people that I've hosted and so yeah I, I, I personally know everyone that's done the remixes um, that are coming out uh, but yeah, it's all through like just like meeting people at shows, and um, it's just a cool way to collaborate with a band because like maybe we wouldn't songwrite together, but they can do a remix, and I can do a remix of their stuff, and it's a way to um, have our fans know about them, have their fans know about us. Cross pollination is so community. important, especially at the local level. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, whether that's Dayton, Cincinnati, or Columbus, we need to come up with a, a cool name. Yeah. You know, like I said, North Cross Carolina has the research triangle. We gotta come up with a cool name. That's you're a professor. I'll think, think of it. Think of it. When you get back from the break. <laughs> <laughs> back from the break. This is the end of the show. Girl. Okay. Well. I'll um, but hold that thought. Uh, I'm rambling. I think I better tell my readers right now that uh, I'm no longer responsible for anything that I write from this point on. Uh, I've been without sleep for 80 hours, so I'm beyond simple fatigue. Uh, the hallucinations have stopped finally, thank God. But uh, my adrenaline reserves are burning out, and I'm staring straight into the face of a total psychotic freak out. As I always do at the end of every show, staring into the abyss of a total psychotic freak out. I have to thank our guest from the bottom of my heart, Dr. Nicole Rickard. Nicole, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, it was super fun. Thanks. And thanks um, for having cats. Oh, this is all. Oh, <laughs> I mean, oh, we feel oh, really comfortable. Oh, how could we not? How could we not? Uh, so the new remix album coming out Late summer, early fall. Mm -hmm. Your next show here locally, Boston Girls Pen Up Joint, Wednesday evening, early show, 7 to 10. Yep. And then we play again July 7th with uh, the Rumstein Tribute Band. Uh, it's oh, a big Flesh show. At, yeah, it's a big yeah. show at uh, Kings Avenue. So uh, come yeah. out to that. That'll the be Jesters really cool. The Jesters have been on me to check them out. That'll too, be really so. cool. You're, you're playing that show? Yeah, I'm, I yeah, I'm opening that. for them. Yeah. Oh shit! That's I guess, gonna be we, cool. know, I guess yep. we know where I'm going to be. I'll that see you night. then. Yes, yes, I will be there. Next week, kids, we have Antioch on the show. Until then, see ya. Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail.